Well, hello everybody and welcome back. I'm Jane. Welcome to the podcast where we have biz chats with women in small business. And it's such a great opportunity for us to learn from each other, to get inspired and to hear ideas on how other women in their own businesses run their journey and through sometimes the challenges but often the highlights and the ideas and discoveries along the way that keep us all inspired so you're going to enjoy today we're talking with biz fitzpatrick who owns a beautiful boutique and it's um, joyful upcycle clothing and accessories efd and her business is quite creative and we thought that this would be a really good one for the creatives today who have got a craft or skill set or passion and want to turn that into a business and Biz has been really successful with this over many many years and has done a lot of diversifying as well so really look forward to chatting with Biz so Biz jump on in and say hi and just introduce yourself and tell us a bit about you. Okay okay so my name is Elizabeth Fitzpatrick yeah. I actually get called Biz. I've never uh, hardly get called Elizabeth. So my business is Elizabeth Fitzpatrick Design, um, or EFD for short. Um, so my business is really curtains, blinds, and upcycle designs. Mm. I've been known as a curtain maker for probably 20, 20 years now. That's how I kind of started my creative business. Um, but really i've been creating stuff before that that's really really when it became more um more of a business so yeah mm-hmm. i um i work out in little river i have a little shop there uh, my little studio where i have my workroom in the front where i make and um, design the curtaining and soft furnishings for people um there for everyone to see and also with that little shop i have i make upcycled designs and um, clothing mainly from offcuts and recycled materials. So my main aim really is to make use of the the offcuts and try and keep everything as circular as possible, keeping um, fabrics out of landfill and redesigning things um, as I see them, really. Yeah, that's what I do. That's fantastic and hopefully everybody is listening to this who've got their little phone out and look up EFD on Facebook because when you go into your um, your Facebook page you've got your designs up there and um, you're keeping up quite regularly with your posts which is cool and these gorgeous handbags and pinafores, pinafores and um, dungarees and um, are they the, those aprons and all those sorts of things are really amazing. And we had a really great chat the other day because, um, Biz, you came to the networking group and, and we all really were intrigued by what you have um, created. And I've got one of your handbags, which I absolutely love. It goes everywhere. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and I just think that you are very inspiring because you you probably don't feel like that you are <laughs> typical of a creator. Um but you really are that you've actually created a shop and you've got those beautiful products, you know, there. And I love the other fact that you you pick and choose your hours that you're open um, and that you're able to incorporate the bread and butter, which is the curtain making. So if anyone needs curtains, let Biz know. <laughs> but also that you've gone with your passion there. Um, or your, How do you describe that, actually? We were talking about it being passion, but it's a bit different to that, isn't it? A bit more than that. Uh, so... 
yeah it is really it's kind of a um a, a need in me i guess mm. i um like you say my making curtains and blinds is is my bread and butter business and um i kind of see the upcycling side of it or the use of all the offcuts and the and the materials as my my need to my need for exploring and creating and um play playing actually mm. and um combining different textures and colors and and fabrics together and that's probably my passion is is combining different colours and textiles together to create something new that you wouldn't have thought of in the first place. Mm. I really like that challenge of um, of the creative side mm. and um, coming up with something quite different to what it was in the first place. I really enjoy that and nutting that out. That keeps me motivated and inspired and gets me up in the morning. And, yeah, mm. that's probably what I how I would explain that. It's mm. a, probably a need, mm. a need and a need to get that out, like, yeah, mm. in me. And, you know, this is why I say it's so inspiring because I know, I mean, my sister's an artist, for example, and I know a lot of people that that are like you, you guys <laughs> and that need to get it out is, is one thing. The next thing is how to get it out there. So can we discuss around that? You know, when you first started um, branching out, how how did that all unfold for you? Do you mind just telling us a wee journey that you went through? Yeah, sure. Um, I guess uh, the how does my curtain making journey started back in um, when we bought our first house, and I. You know, I made the curtains then, having never made any before, mm. and um, and from then I we travelled overseas, and I did um, I did curtain making for an interior designer over there. Um, came home and continued that business for myself here, but was always really interested in the um, in the fabric side of it, and the offcuts, and mm. the uh, and what I could make over and above the, the curtains and blinds. So mm -hmm. that's kind of how that that started. I started making clothing uh, locally for women here and that was with new fabrics. And it wasn't really until COVID actually that uh, when everything sort of shut down and fabric, purchasing fabric, you know, in rolls was not, not an option for a short time. And I started looking at what, uh, clothing we had here and offcuts I had around that I could reuse into making something new and of course my designs changed to incorporate incorporate those fabrics and and of course the fabrics were smaller and more colorful um, and different textures and so that kind of involved into my initially bag making um, more coordinating different colors and uh, fabrics together and and more patchwork type uh, designs to mm. get smaller pieces, and um, and then that evolved into uh, denim. I work a lot with denim, mm. um, and using the patches of denim to create uh, pinafores and overalls, and and still continue with my bags with other florals and cottons and more natural fabrics. Yeah, great. And so, how did you set? If we even go back further to when you actually went out in business on your own, I mean, it's, it's obviously many years now. Do you remember how you, you went about it? What you actually did? How, how did it get you? How did you get started? 
yes, I, uh, <laughs> I, coming back from overseas and I made a conscious decision to, to start my own curtain business from my home and we just had my son. Um, so I needed to be at home and, um, it just really started in, at, at home and on the kitchen table or actually on the floor yeah. <laughs> because um, curtains are large things as we yeah. know so I had to sort of lay it out on the carpet and cut it and then uh, and just selling to one or two people locally and then that just grew word of mouth wow. um, and then of course slowly evolved kind of naturally into uh, then becoming involved with design houses and fabric houses and purchasing fabric that way, yeah. then realising that I needed a more uh, a, a better surface than the lounge carpet to <laughs> make my curtains on. And we had had previously had a cafe business out here and a building. We were very fortunate to have that. So I moved into uh, a workroom there and had a special table made for me, yeah. very gratefully. Um so I could do that there. Uh, so that kind of evolved naturally, just slowly through local word of mouth in the community I live in, mm -hmm. um, which then sort of moved over to the base, Akaroa, mm -hmm. around there. As people got to know, I was making curtains. There was quite a demand there and blinds. And then from that, I started making bags uh, and just wearing them myself because I liked them and found them very practical. And having and wearing them to school, uh, mm. dropping the kids off. Yeah, and, wearing your product, yeah, good idea. And it all <laughs> happened at the school gate, really. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of things happened at the school gate. Yeah. Pick up and drop off, and they were admired by other people, and suddenly they were buying my bags. So that was yeah. great too. So I was doing both. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so that it just evolved naturally like that, slowly selling stuff uh, as I made it, and always creating new things and. I wore a lot of the stuff that I made, carried a lot of the stuff I made. Um, and if, with the curtaining side of things, people were seeing them in other people's homes and, and contacting me directly. I didn't do any selling. People came to me. I was very lucky. Yeah. I think that's the blessing of being in a small community also. People knew me, you know. They yes. knew how to get in touch with me. Yeah. Yeah. And this was pre, pre-social pre media days, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I suppose if somebody's got... A business and they're right in the middle of a city there's still the the suburb isn't there and yes. there's probably still a way in which you know organically it can get out there as well and it's probably just being present as well would you agree with that like you've got to you know you do have to do something <laughs> like you yeah. said you wore it and um i think i think i did yeah, yeah. i think i think you're right i think um uh, you know getting out there wearing your own things i mean being being comfortable in what you're making believing in what you're making for mm -hmm. a start like that was really important to me like um you know I'd, I'd make lots of things and a lot of them wouldn't see the light of day right <laughs> but the, of course that's part of the as we all creatives know that's really part of the process yeah um and the things that did see the light of day i really you know I, i'd get to the the process of evolving until I was happy with something and then I'd wear it actually my bags all my clothes and then people would comment on it like oh that's great where did you get that from well I made it oh well can you make me one yeah and that's and that it doesn't matter where you live in that situation mm. um I just 
yeah, I made a conscious decision in my own mind to be proud of what I'm making and and get out there and and probably be my own, you know, my own marketer in in that sense. Advertise the stuff myself, and then yeah. as people bought them and and especially my bags and more them, then I would get stories back to me from people like, oh, I saw one of your bags out in mm-hmm. you know out in Christchurch today. That would make you oh, feel cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. It was great. Yeah. yeah. Was, uh, I probably had a style when I look back now, not realising it, that was recognisable. Because for someone to say, I saw one of your bags, I'm like, oh, how did they know it was one of my bags? It's obviously, you know. Yeah. It's um, got, you've got a look. You've totally got yeah. a niche and a brand and it's clearly you, which is, yeah. you know, that's something we all strive for in business is, is trying to stick to the one thing. Even though it's diverse, you know, you're diversified as far as clothing and bags and everything in between it, um, and curtains, it's still, yeah. you can tell it's you. There were times when I made stuff that wasn't me, absolutely. Tried to think, oh, you know, what do I make now? What what do people want? What do people need? What What's out there? What's fashionable? And going down that road, and mm. what do I, you know, and that didn't work for me. It mm. was... Um, trying to be something I wasn't or follow a trend that was not really inside me, you know, mm. um, and, and and it didn't sell. This is who I am and, um, mm. you know, um, believe in it. That's been a big learning curve for me for sure, yeah. Great. And can I go back in time again too? to yeah. how did you do the nitty gritty part of can you remember how you set up the business because I'm just again thinking of people that are looking at getting into their own business what did you what are the requirements um because I just take it for granted that a lot of people know this but maybe there might be people listening that think well I want to start my own business but I don't quite know you know what do I do tax wise what do I do having to set up accounts that sort of well I opened a business bank account separate to my own account so that was um the first thing, uh, I decided on a name. At that stage, I had uh, dabbled in interior design as well with my curtain making, and that evolved into uh, moving more into interior design and decorating and getting involved in furniture and uh, colours. Uh, I had a graphic designer doing my logo. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, that became part of my business cards or and website and all that stuff. So that was... Mm. Um, that was kind of how I started. I got a series of accountants. I've gone through a few accountants. I've yep. got a really good one now. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I've had good ones in the past, but as I've evolved, that's changed. Yeah. And I got onto Zero mm-hmm. as far as accounting software, right. which is just makes things really, really easy um, for keeping track of things, seeing where you're going, right. um, all that sort of stuff. So that was probably the main you know, starting for me. Yep. Um, in my little shop here in Little River, I have, a, you know, a, a PayPal yep. system for right. when people buy stuff. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, on my bigger jobs, I still get paid by direct credit, you know, for my yep. large curtaining jobs. Yeah. Yeah, and that's from the business setup that was kind of it I mean, yeah I got pretty simple made yeah my brand yeah yep, to put on my clothes and things uh i've dabbled that's changed and chopped and changed as i've chopped and changed i yep. had care labels made for my clothing certain technical things um 
I had to adhere to for as far as clothing is concerned. Mm. Um, no, did it really? Mm. Okay. <laughs> and would you say yeah. that right from the start you got an accountant, or did you sort of pretty much keep the books yourself as you built up? I started myself thinking, oh yeah, I could, um, you know, it was small, I could mm. manage all this, but um, and it and to be fair, it hasn't got huge, but mm. um, but I soon realised that you know the professionals have better skills than me and I'd rather put my skills into what I do so yeah I uh probably in the first three or four years I didn't have an accountant and that was fine Mm. but it got to a stage where I wanted to devote the time that I'd spend on that into my own work yeah yeah so yeah that's good 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 to hear because I think that um I think it's you know initially when people are starting off you know we you know we all tend to sort of put the least amount into it I guess as we have to but there's something to be said for getting the right people to do the right jobs for us and um, as time goes on you know don't have to jump into it all professionally initially but as long as you keep good records and and things would be the key wouldn't it yeah and I think too I mean I had to build up the finance too for that as Mm -hmm. well yes you know it wasn't it didn't um, I couldn't in my own mind warrant a, a accountant until I had the income to pay for one, you know, yeah, with yeah. my while, yeah, yeah, and that's where zero can be good, can't it? Because it's doing all the the stuff for you, and then it's just the books to the accountant at the end of the year. Otherwise, I like it's a good tracking system of you can see where you're going as mm. well. I find, yeah, yeah, it's very usable, easy mm. for someone, you know, yeah, probably a wee bit. Um, mathematically challenged yeah <laughs> well not an it's not an interest to be fair, no exactly yeah, yeah if it's yeah, not an yeah. interest you want to avoid it don't you and actually this yeah. is another thing that can stop people even starting is worrying about that side of it what's your advice to them on that actually like you just started didn't you and then it it evolved so what would be your suggestion to somebody that's sort of got a bit of um work behind them now and just to encourage them to leap in what would you say what, what's your advice you know I kind of started that when I came back from overseas with a new child so I wasn't mm. working full-time um it was a hobby that evolved into more than that uh so I was lucky and I was in a position to be able to do that yeah my my advice would just be follow your passion and and I know financially that's not always a able to do that initially but mm. even if you're working full-time and you eventually want to do your own thing um maybe part-time or mm. uh, yeah I yes. don't know I, I I didn't come to it from that angle I just thought this is something I can do I've, mm. I've done it overseas I can do it for myself I'm just going to do it yeah. actually yeah and then deal with it later so that's probably the answer you know just yeah. do it <laughs> because yeah, if you yeah. if you don't what do you think the consequences are long term for us if we've got if something we don't do it yeah yeah oh, I just I for myself I feel I would um it would still be eating away you mm. know at me a wee bit I mm. think until I just think well what's the worst that can happen yeah give it a shot yeah and and if it doesn't work you've learned something mm. and you'll go on another another wee journey somewhere else mm. which you know and that's life isn't it I it think is. um that's how I feel um yeah. how I see it and I think well I kind of need to do this so I'm just gonna do it yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's very professional advice no that's great it's pr- quite optimistic probably in a wee <laughs> bit you know um nothing wrong with optimism we get what we focus on 
and if yeah. we you know there's a certain amount of being able to believe in yourself and what you're doing as well is there any times actually on that subject that you've ever had um hurdles to overcome or maybe uh you know yeah not a lack of confidence but maybe a lack of belief in in yourself and and, and then you've got through that is there any examples you can think back to or oh for sure yeah i mean yeah lots of times lots of hurdles um lots of times i'm thinking what am i doing mm-hmm. i mean i could be working you know in another job and financially making yeah. more than this and mm. um and not and not doing it all the time or thinking about it constantly which yeah. I, I do do yes trying trying to train myself not to do that but mm. um yeah and i mean even jane i mentioned you know we were just speaking earlier yeah. i was just yesterday for us i mean it's it, you know 20 years on i came to a, um i just knew that i had a mental block and a creative block and i'm like i can't even go into my workroom today i mm-hmm. just um you know i could go in and force myself to make something but just it's not going to work out i've done that in the past it doesn't work so i'm like jumped in the car with my partner and we drove to sumner on the beach and nice <laughs> you know i just i just know now um we're all very good at giving advice, you know, yep. for our kids and mm. friends about, you know, don't force yourself and give yourself a break. But sometimes we're not great ourselves at doing it for ourselves, are we? So, yeah. so I took my own advice and thought, you know, I'm just getting away for the day and get, and I need some inspiration and mm. it's not going to work for me today. So I'm aware of that and mm. I'm going to you know, do something about it. So that's great. For sure. And that's kind of what I do now, a, a self-awareness and a... Mm. Uh, which I have learned through your courses, Jane. Oh. Absolutely, for your course. Oh, that's that great. That. I took that from yeah the last course, and yeah. um, tomorrow's another day, and get back on it and mm. keep going. Yeah. But don't, you know, don't push yourself if it's not not working. Mm. You know, yeah, that's and that's great. okay. That's normal. That's all right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's really good advice and, and someone will need to hear that. <laughs> um, <sighs> because, you know, I think the other thing, when you've actually had a business for a long time, there's a sort of like myth that we should always be on and we should always yeah. have it all together. And that's actually not even possible because even yeah. personal lives can be swimmingly great. And then all of a sudden something happens and we it's how we deal with it. That's the important thing, but also how we can take time out. I remember my, my old um, career, one of the national sales directors, um, she was doing a, a lesson and to directors and said um, to everybody, you know, I want you to have some time out. Like, you know, when you're really driving for a goal, for example, you feel like you can't stop and you're really, really focused. And what if you stop, you might lose your momentum. But she said the same thing that you're saying that just take time out, go and have a message. We give you permission. Go and have a message. Sometimes you need somebody else to tell you that actually. But you need to learn how to say it to yourself, don't you? Because what's yeah. what's another day, you know, really? And, you know, get yeah. that fresh air. Um, do something for well, yourself. Yeah. Back into it the next day. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny. That's you went to Sumner. Most of us would go to Akaroa. Yeah. Sumner's the other way. <laughs> not, not quite yeah. the holiday for you, is it? The same. <laughs> I've got some questions for you as well. Um, and that I've asked others along some of the podcasts. So... What insights, tips and strategies do you have for, um, say, setting boundaries and also a little bit on your self, uh, sorry, time management? 
Yeah, well, I'm quite easily influenced. Um, <laughs> oh, that's good. Influenced away. <laughs> <With> other people. <laughs> so, yeah, I do struggle with that, if I'm honest. I, I, you know, I get up every day at the same time. I have a walk in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I try and do my kind of mental stuff, mm. uh, like on the computer in the morning, get that out of the way while I'm kind of fresh in my mind. Yep. And then... Um, I go into my workroom, I work, jobs waiting to be done, I'll, I'll just get onto them. Like people, you know, need keeping yeah. by a certain time, that, that's, I'll get onto it. That, I find that stuff, like, that's quite easy for me to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a, a deadline, something needs to be done, get it up, get it yeah. away. It's the stuff where I have to create my own designs, you know, if there's no deadline or I'm creating something new or I'm changing or I'm, it's up to me completely, yep. then I can... I have to keep pulling myself back. I can go off on a wee tangent and make something and it doesn't work out and then I'll make something else and then I have to, mm. uh, what's the need there? You know, so mm. that, yeah, I'm still working on that one. The written stuff, the emails, the uh, quotes, mm-hmm. the financial stuff done in the morning, mm-hmm. in my and then get into, you know, get into the workroom yeah. and focus yeah good i love that uh, getting to know my best times of the day mm. i'm actually quite good at night time i yeah. like working into the night yeah <laughs> and um and listening to my musical podcasts or mm. you know that's yeah. yeah and i always find if um on a creative journey if um if i not quite finished something the day before i quite like to leave it like that mm. it's quite uh so when i get in there in the morning yeah. I can continue with it. Mm-hmm. I, I quite like that. It works well for me. Whereas if I'd finished something, I'll go in in the morning, I'm like, okay, you know, and I, I've got no curtaining work to do. I'm like, oh, what do I start now? I like to start off by finishing something else because then I'm on a roll. So you know, you basically know yourself and what wires you um, yeah. and to have something to continue. It means then I guess you go straight in and you're on with something rather than get to the to the workroom and it's like, what do I have to start on? That's really good, actually. It's really clever because quite often, like a, um, I was always sort of taught, you know, finish your, you know, your things by a certain time and then you've got a fresh, clean slate for the next day. And I don't know if I'm that sort of person that can do that because I've always got things I'm working on. Okay. Yeah, I find it, yeah, it's almost like a wee, mm. gets, you a, gets you in the zone to start, just working on something that you haven't quite finished and then you're on and then you're away yeah <laughs> that works for me yeah, yeah whereas if i go into a clean slate situation i'm like oh, okay yeah. what should i do now what do i need to do i've done what i need to do what can i do and then it, you know, then you you know it takes a bit of time to get into it for me yeah 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 that's cool how does it happen that you have the loyal clients you know i always strive to do my best for them i mm-hmm. think i would like to be proud of my work yep. and i um you know service to people I like if I say I'm going to do something I, I like to do it you know, the best to my ability and mm-hmm. it's really important to me that they're happy that they're, they're very satisfied mm-hmm. and yeah um and I'm honest you know I like to um deliver what I say I'm going to deliver I like my little shop you know um chatting to people and it's quite it can be quite a lonely existing existence working on your own mm. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I really enjoy that social side of it. And, you know, and 
getting to know them and I think um, with clothing or curtaining you get inside people's houses you get to know you know what they like and what they don't like and mm. chat chat with them and it just naturally builds from there mm. yeah and I think um, believing in what you do and being proud of what you do mm. uh, and being honest about it is um, naturally builds relationships if it's helping you feel that you're helping other people in some way the bigger picture of you know for me at the moment and has been all along actually but it's now become crucial is the sustainability side of things and animals and all that stuff and I you know the world's in a bit of a mess mm. you know with climate change and all mm. the rest of it and I think if you're working towards something that's that's bigger than you and that's you know really important for the for the world um then the purpose is there to yeah. want to on the days when it's hard to make stuff or to find inspiration I always think about that and mm. I think about the big picture so I think for someone else starting out find the bigger purpose um first of all helping people and um keeping the world going mm. and, and actually that's probably um a really great great way to conclude our podcast today because I think it is the bigger purpose, isn't it? Like, you know, everybody is um, contributing something in some way. And yeah. if you get caught up in that feeling of, oh, you know, I should be more successful or I should be getting this done today and, you know, and, and putting a lot of stresses on your plate, just try and um, take yourself out of that and, and, yeah, think about what you are giving because that's why we do what we do. We are giving yeah. something else out. And then you don't get so wound up in yourself and um, how you come across and things. Just go with it and um, and give that talent out there, I guess, hey? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think also about looking, you know, more and more now, looking after yourself mm-hmm. so that you can give the best of yourself, you know. Right. That's, um, that's, how, that's how I'm feeling mm. now. Yep. <laughs> absolutely yeah. you know it's so yeah. true isn't it it's like even that meditation time or yeah. like you said listening to podcasts or listening to positive you know influences out there or whatever you know things that help you um to care for you is so important hmm. yeah so that's wonderful well thank you so much biz um oh, you're yeah it's been really neat and that concludes our podcast today so biz really appreciate your time and that you came in and shared all of that today that's so neat and i look forward to getting out and see you at your shop again soon too so thanks again and uh we'll be in touch next week everybody there's another one coming and if you'd like to reach out to biz um we'll pop her links in the podcast so you can um find her out there which would be great thanks biz thank you bye bye